We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? This is KCSN Update, and it's Wednesday, which means we are going to be joined by YouTube legend Brett Coleman, who's going to help us talk through the Chiefs-Cardinals matchup on Sunday, get his thoughts on the power rankings, a little preview about what Chiefs fans should expect from the Cardinals. Now, Brett, I want to welcome you on now because I'm asking everyone uh, as we start these shows about the Lions because an Update, we've got different guests each week. We've got the legend yourself here. According to DraftKings, Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm. The over-under is 53-and-a-half. What's your initial reaction when I give you those two numbers? Mm. That's, that's about right where I would put it. I would, I would err on the side of favoring Patrick Mahomes because I know a lot of people are worried that, oh, the offense is going to fall about fall apart without Tyreek Hill. You know, they, they really lived and died by Tyreek Hill. Not really, uh, especially if you look at everything they did in the preseason. They started kind of going a little bit more old school. They, they put Pat under center a lot more. They started running out of 12 personnel. Um, you know, they whenever they were in shotgun, they they used runs that look straight out of the 2019 LSU playbook. There's a lot of counter, you know, a lot of a lot of inside zone with like a same side give. Like it was all it was all very like run focused, quick game focused, and then you know, controlled chaos in terms of when they want to go deep. Which mm-hmm. for me, looking back in the last few years, of the Chiefs offense, that's always been when they've been at their best. Like you look at the Bills, yep. uh, the Bills playoff game, not last year, but the year before that, when they just RPO'd them to death and Buffalo had no answer. And then they took like three deep shots that entire game. That's when Pat's really unstoppable is when he's really in the quick game and the run game's working. And then you use the deep shot. And so yeah. I kind of feel like they're really going to lean into that this year. Um I have big expectations for for Sky Moore. I know he had a little bit of a quiet preseason after a very loud camp, but I think Sky Moore is going to introduce himself to the world this week. And to be perfectly honest, even though the Cardinals have a lot of speed in their secondary, I don't necessarily think they have the front to get after Pat right now, especially against that Chiefs offensive line. So I think he's going to have a lot of time to work with. And if you give Pat two and a half seconds, you just kind of lose. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Chiefs covering there in terms of the total 
over under. I think it will be a little bit more of a slower game, maybe like slightly under 53 and a half, but I, w- I would still pick the Chiefs to cover. All right, we're going to get into all of this here in a second. But if you're watching this video and you're a Chiefs fan, please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, and before we get into the breakdown and hear a little bit about Brett, his background, so you know who you're talking to. If you don't know the legend already, uh, we'll get back uh, right after this quick word from DraftKings. Kansas, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. And Thursday night is almost here. Want more action for opening night kickoff? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN for $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. All right, Brett. Um, before we get too much into you know the Cardinals and the breakdown, since this is the first time we're doing this video, I want to give Chiefs fans and people watching the video a little bit of a chance to, to know who you are. Again, like I'm going to keep calling you a legend. It's just going to be a thing, so we're just going to have to get used to it. Um, but just give you a little bit of background about how you got into this, um, how you became a thought leader in this space as somebody that I remember when I was working at the Chiefs. Um, guys within the 65 TP, TPT production were watching your videos on YouTube uh, to A, learn, and then when they were working on their breakdown stuff, just to, to learn about football and all the different things that you would do on your YouTube channel. Uh, I know you got a couple of those now, but um, can you just talk a little bit about your background, how you got started in this, and uh, we will from there. I, ironically, it started as an accident because I used to work uh, just like you. I used to work for the league itself. Uh, you know, I was over in, in their media wing over in L.A. and I, I started making videos as proof of concepts for my producers because I was like, oh, I, I want to produce this segment. But I had no intention of being the talent. I was like, let's have Ladanian break it down Let's have <laughs> Michael or Kurt, you know, actual Hall of Famers. And um, they were right in the sense that my stuff isn't really built for TV. And they kept telling me that. And I kept saying, OK, well, let me see if I could tweak it a little bit more. And eventually releasing like a proof of concept every three months that I didn't even expect to get views, it started to get views and subscribers. And my wife eventually, well, now wife, you know, she's like, what happens if you do this full time and you don't just release an episode <laughs> once every quarter? And so my last day NFL Network was the day before the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. And I left and started doing full time from there. And what, six, almost seven years later, here we are. <laughs> That's about, it would have been probably the next year then that it kind of took off because I will always remember that Super Bowl. I believe it was in Houston, if I'm not mistaken, because that was the radio row. We obviously, the Chiefs had lost um, to the Patriots uh, in that game that year and or in the playoffs. And I had gone down to Houston uh, for 
Radio Row and all the, I mean, everybody in the NFL world goes down to the Super Bowl. So Radio Row, you just get a bunch of interviews talking about stuff. Uh, it was a weird time because Chiefs fans were just pissed about losing. So it wasn't a good time to do content of any kind because uh, they didn't want to hear about it. But uh, I'm glad we went down there because um, came Matt Stenberg, uh, who works for his dad, Lee, was walking around with this quarterback from Texas Tech <laughs> named Patrick Mahomes yeah. on Radio Row, just giving him to anybody and everybody that wanted to do an interview. And uh, I remember sitting down and being like, hell yeah, I want to talk to him. I think we're going to draft a quarterback. He's the guy that I want. I'm a K-State guy. Like I watched him. Hell yeah, I want to do this. So uh, it ended up being a great thing going down there. But uh, as soon as you mentioned that game, I always want to mention that story because uh, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes will come up in our weekly videos uh, that we do here uh, at KC times, Sports yeah. Network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might be a guy to talk about. And anybody who's listening, uh, if you're wondering why my voice sounds funny, I am losing my voice, not feeling great. So um, that's why you're getting this if it starts cutting out a little bit. But Brett, first thing I want to ask, and it's before you get to the matchup stuff, I know on Wednesdays we're going to always chat a little bit about power rankings. Because um, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth on these. I know they don't matter. But we all look at them and we want to know where people think we stand as a team. And Chiefs fans will take it personally um, if we're behind teams, even like Buffalo, because they beat Buffalo. I have said from the beginning, you rank Cincinnati ahead of us. That's fine. They beat us twice. They beat us in the playoffs. They've earned the right to hold that place. Not everybody thinks that way when they're doing power rankings. Um, but the one I want to ask about, because it was the lowest one and it's the one that Chiefs fans can get upset about, to be honest, uh, is uh, NFL.com had the Chiefs at number seven. When you look around the league and where you believe the Chiefs stand, it's almost like a, at this point, like contenders versus pretenders. And it's like, who are the, the handful of teams that have a legitimate shot at going into the playoffs and beating three other good teams to win something special? So when you hear the Chiefs anywhere between like two and seven, is that about where you have them ranked uh, when you look at the NFL? And what do you think about them being all the way down at seven? I mean, I have them going to the AFC championship game against Buffalo. So I can't put them any lower than four, you know, for mm -hmm. me. Um, and number two in the AFC. Again, I, I picked Buffalo to win the whole thing. Full disclosure. I apologize. I know I'm on a KCSN show. but I want you to be honest. I, I also think that to be perfectly fair, whoever won the coin toss last year was winning that game. Yeah. Like, let's let's be perfectly real. Nobody was stopping anybody that night. And so I, I do have at minimum Casey going to the AFC championship game. Um, and once you're there, it's Patrick Mahomes. You can go either way. You got two aliens, a quarterback. Take your pick between Allen and Mahomes. But seven seems off to me. And I know people are putting a lot of weight on on Tyreek being gone. But Sky Moore was a phenomenal pick. But beyond the Sky Moore edition, the amount that they loaded back up on defense, you know, with McDuffie and Karloftis, both of them look like hits already. Josh Williams had a phenomenal camp and looks like he was a, a fantastic value to the park. <clears throat> Leo Chanel, they didn't even really need him. They just took him because they could. <laughs> so you got four, in my opinion, eventual starters on defense from this one draft class, yeah. plus Sky Moore, who I think – for the cost of Sky Moore versus what the cost of Tyreek is, if we're just talking dollars per yard, that's going to be a lot better deal for KC. And the one thing I really want to get across to people, and I know Chiefs fans know this, the Chiefs in terms of how they handle their salary cap, they were on a knife's edge for a few years. And they yeah. could not – like they could make it work, the Tyreek at $30 million a year, but they were going to be in some trouble. 
and they can't necessarily handle their cap the same way that the Dolphins can handle their cap or the Rams can handle their cap because Clark Hunt obviously is a billionaire, but the net worth difference between Clark Hunt and say uh, the Rams ownership is like a difference of $20 billion. So Mm -hmm. the Rams can afford to throw a hundred million in escrow every year and just kick the can down the road. Chiefs can't necessarily keep doing that. So they have a very team friendly contract with Mahomes that they can kind of shift around and make room here and there. But if you have to choose between 30 million to Tyreek or letting Miami take that hit and you build an entire receiving court, 40% of that one contract cost, and then draft a talented kid like Sky Moore, the Chiefs did the right thing. So I still think they have an elite quarterback. They have an elite coach. They have an elite offensive line. They have a great defense. They have good weapons. They'll be fine. Four at the lowest. I think you bring up an interesting point. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I think we can go down this road because I love that you said this, and I don't think a lot of people quite understand when it comes to the salary cap that it doesn't mean everything is even because of the cash and escrow that you're talking about and the most widely were the situation in which that was discussed the most that i can remember uh and not that i'm any kind of a cap expert like that but it was the khalil mack being with the raiders Mm -hmm. and they literally didn't have enough cash to pay him so they had to trade him because they didn't have enough money in escrow to make that kind of payment so can you just kind of explain what you meant by that um yeah just because you meant it and i think it's really interesting and i think people should know more about exactly how that works so uh, guaranteed money in the nfl if you're going to guarantee a contract, it needs to be guaranteed, which means the, the guaranteed dollars up front need to be placed into an escrow account. So that no matter what, you know, let's say the owner's main business becomes insolvent and they lose all their cash, no matter what that cash is already accounted for for the player. The NFLPA yep. negotiated for that a long, long time ago that if there's going to be guaranteed dollars, they need to actually be guaranteed. And so an owner throwing $100 million in guarantees into escrow every single offseason when they do contract restructures and, you know, because players would love to do extensions or to convert stuff to guaranteed dollars so that it can be spread apart to, you know, more years down the road. 
you have to have the cash in order to do those restructures. So that's why the Rams, the cap is a figment of their imagination because they have an owner with like 20 to $25 billion. So a hundred million dollars every single off season doesn't matter. Clark Hunt's net worth is like 2 billion, if I recall correctly. So he does obviously has a lot of money, but he doesn't have the money to take 5% of his net worth every single March to build mm-hmm. a football. Like you, you physically cannot yeah. do that. That's not how billionaires handle their money, uh, <laughs> nor should he be expected to. So the Tyreek right. thing, it was literally, uh, can we get a, can we get a thousand yards out of sky Moore for, you know, a million dollars or something like that compared to 1400 out of Tyreek for 30 million. Like obviously Tyreek is better, but is he $29 million better? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was literally just doing the math that in four game checks for Tyreek Hill this year. And I granted just kind of uh, loosely looking at it, but in four game checks at like $1.76 million a game check. After four weeks, Tyreek Hill will make more money than Sky Moore will his entire <laughs> rookie contract. Like, you go. that's what you're getting. You get Sky Moore for four years or Tyreek Hill for four games. Like, that's <laughs> the financing difference between those two things. It's interesting when you put it together like that. Um, and you already started kind of getting into it. But next question was just what you saw the Chiefs do as a whole this offseason. Uh, we talked about the Tyreek Hill. You talked about Duffy and Karloftis. But guys like Justin Reed. And guys like bringing Carlos Dunlap in during training camp. Uh, Frank Clark losing about 30 pounds. We call him skinny skinny Frank Clark now. Uh, Looks completely different than he did before. Just what's your overall impression of what the Chiefs did outside of the draft, I should say, um, in building this team back up to try to make another run at this thing? I think they're deep. I think they're really deep. It was obviously going into February where we knew that there was going to be some losses. Well, there were some we didn't even know at the time. We didn't know Tyreek wasn't going to be there. Um, but, you know, we knew based on Tyron's press conference around that time that, okay, he's he's probably gone. And um, we knew that, um, uh, God, who's the corner the Niners just paid? Tarverius. Tarverius. We knew that he was yeah. going to be, you know, pretty heavily contested in the, in the market. So we knew there was going to be some changes. But seeing everything that they did in the two to three months after that period of kind of not knowing i think that they're actually deeper this year than they were last year now maybe the top end talent isn't quite as flashy but in terms of the depth and i think being insulated from injuries i think that they're in a little bit of a stronger position there would we rather have tyreek sure (laughs) but that just wasn't a possibility would we rather have charvarius absolutely but that just wasn't a possibility tyron love to have him couldn't pay him. So I, I think that they kind of sacrificed a little bit of the star power in exchange for getting back picks and getting back cap space and using those picks and cap space to build depth, which let's be honest, everybody's going to get hurt in the NFL. You need to have depth. Yeah. And I, I think that they did a good job of that. So I think that they're in just as strong of a position this year as they were last year, just for an entirely different reason. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before going into camp because the one area of depth and probably every team in the NFL says this, but the one area of depth, the offensive line, I just don't feel like the chiefs have the depth on the offensive line that maybe we've seen in the past with some young guys. Um, Haven't seen it yet from Darian Kennard and granted he's a rookie. Hasn't had a whole lot of time to show uh, what it is, but you're looking for a team and we maybe we're just still a little shell shocked from the super bowl a few years ago against Tampa Bay where we saw what happened. uh, If you go up and try to, 
play a team with a good defensive front uh, without, you know, all of your horses up front on the offensive line. So as far as depth, that's the one area, but they're exactly right. Cause I couldn't remember. And I talked about this at camp as well, that I can't remember a time and you'll never find somebody who is a bigger, you know, Byron Pringle fan or Marcus <laughs> Kemp, like love those guys. But I can't remember a time where I felt so confident about a fifth wide receiver being able to contribute offensively. And granted it's, a short we haven't seen him a lot of him but Justin Watson and what he did during training camp and what we saw during the preseason going out there and making plays as the fifth wide receiver option on this team right now that's normally just he's a good special teams player and he can catch the ball if it's thrown to him whereas Justin Watson's out there making plays across the middle he's making contested catches he got guys draped all over him it was just a different kind of thing so uh to your point I see the depth um in, on those spots and then they completely overhauled the defense with the young guys got completely younger on that side it's going to take a little while for those guys to uh to gel and there's going to be some rookie mistakes and the coaches have talked about that but on the other side for the cardinals um because you kind of cover the entire nfl you gotta know a little bit about everybody so what should chiefs fans know about what they're going up against with this cardinals team outside of the obvious things that we know which is kyler murray He's studying all those all those jokes about his contract extension this offseason. And then, in fact, DeAndre Hopkins is not going to play in this game, uh, which probably hasn't been discussed enough uh, for arguably one of the three or four best receivers in the game, in my opinion. At least he has been. Uh, what should Chiefs fans know about the, the team that they're going up against on Sunday? Uh, a very diverse, complex run game. Um, I would say it's, it's similar to what I hope the Chiefs run this year, where – it's a lot of pulling blockers coming from every single direction, a million different ways to run counter. You know, obviously they get Kyler involved sometimes in the run game. They don't want him to get hurt, but the chiefs get Pat involved sometimes as well in high leverage yeah. situations. Um, they'll run a little bit of outside zone. They'll run a little bit of inside zone. Um, the key thing though, is they retained five running backs. Not a lot of teams do that because they have five good running backs and they didn't want to let any of them go. They got a young kid, Keontae Ingram from USC, who's going to be really good. Uh, Jonathan Ward is going to be their, their passing down specialist. They use him in the slot a lot. Um, when they're in shotgun on third and seven, and he's kind of scooted out a little bit, you can pretty much guarantee he's going to be releasing fast to the flat and really testing these linebackers to get out there in time. So on third and short, wouldn't be surprised if they kind of looked at him squirting out to the flat a little bit. Um, they've, they've got, um, uh, James Connor, who's an absolute hammer mm -hmm. red zone monster. Uh, they have the kid from ASU, um, whose name's escaping me right now, but they've kept him around for three years because they're absolutely obsessed with him. Uh, they brought Daryl Williams, who I know chiefs fans know, um, <laughs> they, they've got five running backs. They really, really like at, at minimum three that I think could get serious run and short yards in the red zone. One that's going to get a lot of third down work. And then Keontae, I just don't think that they wanted to risk him going to the practice squad because he's way too damn good. On top of yep. that, they have a very short but very <laughs> fast wide receiving core. So I think that you're gonna you're probably gonna see quite a bit of cover two from the Chiefs in this game. The the key thing is when they're kind of in trips, uh, or rather, if they're in two by two and you got Hollywood in the slot. Mm -hmm. Who are they going to have kind of run the pole deep in cover two? Because they really love using fast slot receivers. Christian Kirk did this all the time. He averaged like 35 yards on crossing routes from the slot last year. They really love using fast slot receivers. 
to just kind of either run across or if they get too high, they'll do a takeoff adjustment and just kind of go vertical and split the safeties. So that you're going to need somebody who's really fast to kind of be that mm -hmm. pole runner and cover two. I don't trust any of the linebackers to do it. I would imagine if they're going to go to like a three safety package, you could do it that way. So I expect mm -hmm. to see a lot of cover two because they got speed on the outside. They got speed in the slot and then most likely a lot of Tampa two. And they're going to dare Kyler to work checkdowns in the short middle area of the field against these cover two looks because Kyler typically doesn't like to do that. He likes to work the flats, mm -hmm. likes to work outside the numbers. And if he's throwing middle, it's going to be on a deep cross that either they're hitting the second window or it's converting and going vertical straight between the, the straight between the safeties. I think they're going to take away everything in that kind of umbrella and force him to work the running backs short and underneath. Cause he just, you look at like the heat maps, he doesn't throw there. So mm -hmm. if you can kind of just take away number one, number two, and then if you got a good rush coming from Jones and Clark and Carl Optus and all that, as much as I love Kyler, typically he's just going to tuck the ball and eat the sack. So I think mm -hmm. we're looking at three sacks here. We're looking at a mm -hmm. very short average depth of target. I would imagine a lot of nickel and dime, a lot of nickel and dime. And you just got to hope that they can stop this kind of exotic run game with all these different running backs from nickel and dime. If they can stop the run game from that personnel grouping, this game will not be close. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I want to follow up because of the stuff that you're talking about with the everybody pulling and all the offensive linemen going in and moving in different directions, how much stress that puts on the linebackers. Because we've talked about the second level of the Chiefs defense being a key for them this year. And then Nick Bolton played really, really well last year. Now you, you talk about finding matchups to get guys into the flat. Um, that would be a matchup that they would want to find to get Nick Bolton out running. Because as good as he is in between the tackles and the run game and all of that, he's getting much better at the other stuff. Um, but if you're looking for where do we feel like we could win, getting a running back on a linebacker in any case is what they're trying to do. But in the run game specifically, the way that you're talking about it, what's the key for the guys at the second level, whether it's, um, you know, Leo Chanel, if he gets out there and plays a little bit, but then obviously Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are going to be the main dudes who are out there. What kind of stress does this put on them and what are going to be the keys for them um, in kind of being able to, to slow down or at least um, ID what they're trying to do in this run game you're talking about. Spill and kill. All about spill and kill. You want to give the linebackers time. And to give the linebackers time, it's really going to come down to the edge players, which luckily they got several of them that are pretty stout against the run, is if they get a down block inside of them, they mm -hmm. have to assume there's a puller coming the other way and they got to do what's called wrong shouldering that and go inside because that puller is going to typically going to be trying to kick them out and create a mm -hmm. lane inside of them. So they got to go across wrong shoulder it, get inside and force either if there's a second puller, you know, if it's like a, a counter call, you know, gum up that second guy and then force the running back to bubble out because that's going to give the linebackers more time to scrape over the top and take it down in the flats uh, or, you know, if you got Thornhill or whoever kind of screaming down from depth, if you're in a too high look, that's yeah. typically kind of how you want to fit the run. If you're in a too high safety look is everything gets gummed up inside, which is mm -hmm. in a lot of ways more on the edges than it even is on the defensive tackles. And that just gives everybody time to rally and tackle outside. If you can force the Cardinals to only run out to the edges, the chiefs are fast enough to handle that but they have to be really disciplined. Their edge rushers have to be really disciplined in terms of not getting themselves boxed out and they have to be able to fight back inside. 
That's good stuff, man. I'm excited. This is this is exactly the kind of content and exactly the kind of conversation we want to have. Give us that next level of things to think about uh, and watch while the game's happening. Because uh, I know now I'm going to see these things like that's what Brett was talking about. Now I know. <laughs> now I, it's exactly what he was talking about. So, all right, final question, putting you on the spot. Uh, what do you expect as far as a score prediction in this one on Sunday? Chiefs Cardinals. <laughs> Oh, my cat can't go a single then, day without being. While you're, while you're doing that, uh, for anybody who's listening to the audio, his cat just jumped on screen. But um, I also, I know that you picked the Bills. I'm not going to harp on that too much. I respect that you have a, a different opinion uh, than everyone who's listening and watching this video. But uh, you could show your sweatshirt because you're showing some love here. Should I? He's got the should wasp. I show it? <laughs> He's got the wasp sweatshirt. Yes, you should show it. Um, showing some love to, to the Chiefs. But all right, what a, what do you have for a score prediction for Sunday's game? I would probably feel very comfortable with like a 24, 17 or 18, somewhere around there. So like okay. a, a, just below, um, I would even go like 20, yeah, 2017. Not that the Chiefs are going to struggle to score. I just think they're going to control the game and just kill a lot mm-hmm. of clock, a lot of quick game, a lot of running the ball, 10, 11 play drives. I, I don't anticipate that they're going to have a bad offensive day at all. I just think that they're, mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball. They're going to convert a lot of first downs. They're going to win, and they're just going to get out of there. Um, that's really what I see. And they're going to play good defensive football. This is a way better defense than people think. So yeah. it's going to be a much different Chiefs team this year than I think a lot of people are used to because they're used to the high-flying you know, scramble yeah. drills and 50-yard plays. I just don't think they have to do that anymore. I really don't. I think it's going to be a very hyper-efficient defensive team that – if they need to get into a shootout, they obviously can, but I think they have a good enough defense where they're not going to have to. I love it. Love everything about it. All right, Brett, before we say bye to everybody, let people know where they can find your content, where they can follow you uh, to get more content, not just on the Chiefs in this matchup, but uh, on all, all of your stuff that you do across the league. Uh, so you can find me at YouTube at Brett Coleman, which is my channel name. Um, I also have a, a podcast, the Bootleg Football Podcast, where we cover kind of the league in entirety, but we also – talk a lot about the chiefs we did a full <laughs> hour plus long episode you know covering the entire chiefs offseason everything they did our kind of our, our impressions of every single move they made we looked at the afc west as a whole we did pick the chiefs to win spoiler alert there we go and and we just now today are releasing our, our season kind of predictions for the entire league where we talk <laughs> quite a bit about the chiefs as well so uh, we do cover the league but because the chiefs are good we talk about them quite a bit all right there we go. We appreciate, Brett, you for joining us. You'll be back next Wednesday like you will all season long to break down. Now we'll finally get some games to talk about uh, and some things. I, I know that everybody creates content on the NFL. This is like the worst stretch because like just give us some real stuff to talk about. Oh, you have no We've idea. exhausted. <laughs> We've exhausted everything else. And so, man, I appreciate it. Look forward to chatting with you every week. And everybody, we appreciate you for tuning in to this episode of KCSN Update. We know there's a lot of great places to get Chiefs content. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us and being one of those places you stop to get your Chiefs news and updates. Until next time, see you later.